This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedany. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 21 of Meatbag. I'm your host, Dylan Bettany, and this week we're unlocking the secrets of cholesterol. The good, the bad and the fatty. We'll be exploring its impacts, understanding the causes, plus some dietary game changers you need to know. Get ready for a rollercoaster ride through your arteries. This is episode 21. Cholesterol has been the black sheep of the dietary world since the 1960s. The dietary guidelines at the time were no more than 300 milligrams per day. This recommendation was based on the belief that dietary cholesterol directly contributed to high blood cholesterol levels. For decades, researchers and health professionals have been arguing about cholesterol like a bunch of seagulls fighting over a chip. But in 2015, they loosened the reins. The upper limits of dietary cholesterol were eliminated based on more current data. This change was based on continuing scientific evidence that dietary cholesterol might have less impact on blood cholesterol levels than previously thought. The updated guidelines now focus more on our overall dietary patterns and the types of fats that we consume. So what is cholesterol? Cholesterol is a type of lipid that your liver produces naturally. It's like your body's own butter. Cholesterol is found in every single cell of the body. It's vital for the formation of cell membranes, producing hormones including estrogen, progesterone and testosterone and aiding in the digestion of fat. Now because cholesterol is this waxy, fat-like substance, it does not dissolve in water. So it can't travel through your blood on its own. So your liver produces lipoproteins, and these are cholesterol's wingmen to navigate through your bloodstream. Lipoproteins are particles made of fat and protein. Two main forms of lipoprotein are LDL, the low-density lipoprotein, and HDL, the high-density lipoprotein. HDL is often referred to as the good cholesterol, and LDL cholesterol is what we refer to as the bad cholesterol, because high levels of LDL can lead to plaque buildup in arteries. HDL cholesterol is considered good cholesterol, as it helps remove LDL cholesterol from the bloodstream. Basically, HDL is like having a buddy who cleans up after you. High levels of HDL are associated with low risk of heart disease. If your blood contains too much LDL, you may be diagnosed with high cholesterol. Monitoring and managing cholesterol levels is so important for cardiovascular health. There are many factors that are looked at when you have a cholesterol test. It's LDL, HDL, and obviously triglycerides too. So what are triglycerides? Triglycerides are a type of fat that's found in your blood that consists of three fatty acid molecules. They're like your body's own production line for energy. They come from all the food you eat, and when you go on a pizza binge, and your body's like, let's store those excess calories for later, this is the most common form of fat in the body, and it serves as a major source of energy. But here's the kicker. Too many triglycerides, and you're in the danger zone. So what does high cholesterol mean for your heart? So when we look at the heart, we're focusing on CVD, cardiovascular disease. If your levels of LDL cholesterol are too high, it can contribute to the buildup of plaque in your arteries, leading to atherosclerosis and an increased risk of heart disease. So let's look at that. The entire process, so that's the cholesterol buildup, the plaque formation, the narrowing of the arteries, it's collectively known as atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis is a slow buildup of plaque inside your arteries. This plaque is made up of stuff like fat, cholesterol, calcium, cellular waste and other things. As it builds up, it makes your arteries narrower and stiffer, making it harder for blood to flow smoothly. It's like a traffic jam in your blood vessels. Over time, this buildup can cause problems because it reduces the blood flow or can even cause clots. And if a blood clot blocks an artery in your heart or in your brain, then it can cause a heart attack or a stroke. 
pretty serious stuff. Right now, heart disease stands as the world's biggest killer. Globally, one in six deaths are caused by heart disease. In most cases, heart disease is a silent condition. Many people don't realise that they have high cholesterol until they develop serious complications. Your genetics can also affect your chances of developing high cholesterol. If your parents have high cholesterol, you may be at a greater risk of having it too. Other health conditions such as diabetes, hypothyroidism may also increase your risk of developing high cholesterol and related complications. But you can't control your genes, blame your family for that, but you can control your lifestyle. Adopting a heart healthy lifestyle and making certain conditions can slow down or even stop the progression of the condition. Make healthy food choices, so no more deep fried ice cream. TikTok. Focus on a diet rich in good stuff. Fruits, vegetables, whole grains and lean proteins include sources of healthy fats such as avocados, almonds, walnuts, chia seeds and olive oil. Fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, trout and sardines are rich in omega-3s. These fats contribute to higher levels of HDL cholesterol and that's the one we want. Saturated fats can make your cholesterol numbers higher so it's best to choose foods that are low in saturated fats. The majority of commercially baked goods, snacks and fried foods often contain saturated fats. Fatty meats such as beef, lamb, pork and processed meats like sausages and bacon and of course the holy grail of deliciousness, full fat dairy products like milk, cheese, butter and cream are all common sources of saturated fat. They're in everything that tastes good. Trans fats are considered the most harmful type of fat for human health. They're like the Thanos of the fat world, lurking in processed and packaged foods like frozen ready meals, frozen pizza, battered or fried foods, pies, pastries, cakes, cookies, bread, low-fat butter, margarines. It's even in some microwave popcorns. We know not all fats are created equally, and we acknowledge there are healthy fats and so-called bad fats. Now we're finding out that sugar is in the mix too, stirring up trouble. Research shows that people who consume more added sugar had lower HDL levels, and that's the one we want, and higher LDL, the one we don't. Exactly how excess sugar upsets the cholesterol balance in the blood isn't totally understood, but we know it involves the activation of certain chemical pathways that causes the liver to make more LDL and less HDL. It's like a mischievous puppet master. Also, the liver converts any extra sugar that isn't needed for energy into fat in the form of triglycerides. Having high levels of triglycerides is a major cause of concern as they are a risk factor for heart disease and stroke. So try and cut back on added sugars to keep that HDL level high. Think of this as your sweet tooth intervention. Do you need to limit your dietary cholesterol? Well, dietary cholesterol is not the villain it once seemed because dietary cholesterol and blood cholesterol are not the same thing. Consuming foods high in cholesterol doesn't have as much as an impact on blood cholesterol levels as we used to believe. For the majority of people, the cholesterol in your food has a modest effect on your blood cholesterol. While dietary cholesterol can influence blood cholesterol levels to some extent it's not the sole factor determining cholesterol levels in the body the impact of dietary cholesterol on blood cholesterol varies from person to person some individuals known as hyper responders may experience a more significant increase in blood cholesterol after consuming dietary cholesterol while others may not be affected genetics overall diet lifestyle factors all play crucial roles in determining blood cholesterol levels when it comes to cholesterol levels it's not just about what you eat it's about getting off the couch and moving Exercise can play a key role, so you might be wondering, well how does exercising reduce cholesterol? Firstly, exercise has been shown to raise HDL, the good one. We know high levels of HDL cholesterol are associated with reduced risk of cardiovascular disease. 
Regular exercise helps with weight control. Carrying excess body fat can lead to elevated LDL levels and triglycerides. Exercise can help lower your triglyceride levels by promoting the use of stored triglycerides for energy. Exercise enhances LDL cholesterol metabolism, making it less likely to cause plaque buildup in your arteries. And lastly, exercise helps improve insulin sensitivity. This can have a positive effect on lipid metabolism and cholesterol levels. Aim for at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. So what's the game plan? Exercise and a healthy diet. Maintaining a healthy weight is crucial for managing triglyceride levels. Exercise can help lower triglyceride levels by promoting the use of stored triglycerides for energy. Also smoking too. Quitting smoking can actually help lower your cholesterol. Smoking induces this oxidative stress, which can damage your HD particles, which is what we want. So the oxidative stress can damage the HDL particles and reduce their effectiveness in transporting cholesterol. And it's not just oxidative stress. Smoking also triggers inflammation, which can impact the functionality of HDL. It's like your body is caught in a battlefield. HDL is running around trying to be the hero, but inflammation is running around throwing grenades. And it messes with your liver too. Smoking has been linked to decreased production of HDL cholesterol in the liver, leading to lower overall levels. Quitting smoking is a crucial step in improving your HDL cholesterol levels and overall cardiovascular health. Plus, you have more money in your pocket and you don't smell like an ashtray. And for those thinking, I don't smoke, I prefer to vape, don't worry, I've got an episode for you cloud chasers coming very soon. If your cholesterol level is high, your doctor may prescribe statins. Now, statins work by inhibiting the enzyme responsible for cholesterol production in the liver. Statins work by inhibiting an enzyme called HMG-CoA reductase. I'm not saying that again which plays a key role in cholesterol synthesis in the liver. By blocking this enzyme, statins reduce the production of cholesterol, particularly LDL cholesterol. This helps lower overall cholesterol levels in the blood. You might be wondering, do statins have an effect on HDL too? Statins generally have a very modest impact on increasing HDL cholesterol levels. Some people experience a slight increase in HDL cholesterol as well due to statins. But it's not just about cholesterol. Blood pressure, blood sugar and stress. These are all factors too. It's important to keep your blood pressure within a healthy range. And if you have diabetes, it's important to manage your blood sugar levels effectively as uncontrolled diabetes can contribute to atherosclerosis. Now, I mentioned earlier oxidative stress, which is a specific type of stress which occurs at the cellular level. However, actual stress can contribute to the elevated LDL levels. Stress triggers the release of hormones like cortisol, which may increase lipid metabolism and contribute to high levels of LDL cholesterol. Stress takes our dietary compass and throws out the window. So the next thing you know, you're at the KFC drive-thru ordering a party bucket with extra popcorn chicken. Poor dietary choices and increased consumption of comfort foods can all negatively impact cholesterol levels. So how long does it take to start to see your LDL levels go down after making positive changes through your diet and exercise? Dietary changes such as reducing saturated and trans fats, incorporating heartier, healthier foods may start showing effects on cholesterol levels within weeks to a few months. Exercise, that's like a fast pass to lower cholesterol levels. Changes may be noticeable in a few weeks, but everybody's completely different and responses can differ. And factors like genetics, overall health and the severity of the initial condition play a key role. Regular monitoring of cholesterol levels and consulting with a doctor or healthcare professional are essential to assess your progress properly.
In conclusion, cholesterol isn't the devil we once thought it was. It's about looking at the big picture, switching up the diet, exercising regularly, and not smoking is key to maintaining optimal cholesterol levels. At the end of the day, we're talking about your health. So take charge and make those changes happen. And remember, it's not about living longer. It's about living better. And before I leave you, just a quick reminder, I'm a nutrition and fitness coach, not a doctor or a healthcare professional. This episode is for informational purposes only. When it comes to your heart or cardiovascular health, always seek the advice of your doctor or physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you have about ways to manage your cholesterol. You're not just a listener. Your health is really important to me and it's why I do this podcast. And on that note, I'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, everybody. I'm super pumped to have this podcast. I'm here to help you through the unbelievable world of healthy eating. Fad diets, TikTok trends, I'll be debunking myths and deciphering Brenda from Work's food recommendations. Here we'll cut through the fluff and the nonsense, possibly some oversharing, definitely some ranting, but I promise it's going to be eye-opening. Thanks for listening and as always, stay safe everybody. This is the Meat Fat Podcast with Dylan Bedeney. 